I am now streaming on Facebook. How cool is that? Uh, welcome, everybody. Uh, I hope that as you are uh, doing all of your work on Facebook today, you're going to take just a minute when you see that I've gone live with my good friend, Jackie mm -hmm. Wood. I'm really excited about talking to her. We're going to get to some really important questions in just a second. This is the Whedon Unleashed Facebook page. I'm going to be doing this for live streams. I'm going to be posting them on my Unleashed the Podcast page. So I'm going to have a variety of different things on that page. I'm going to have some audios. I'm going to do some videos. It's going to just be a whole bunch of cool resources all for you, all for you. So uh, I'm really excited about that. I'm double checking. Yes, uh, we're going live and I'm going to uh, introduce my good friend, Jackie Wood. And as I introduce Jackie, I want you to know why I asked her to come on this program. Jackie is an expert, an expert. She's, at Spark, she's, she's owned and operated and founded Sparkwood Events. Jackie has been doing event management for years, and she's, in, she's just fantastic at it. And all of a sudden, COVID-19 hits, and, and all the events are going virtual. So I've had a lot of opportunities to talk to Jackie about this. In fact, she helped me with my Whedon Unleashed uh, Summit which was a virtual summit. She was fantastic. We've had some deep conversations about what is the future of events, and there's nobody better to ask than Jackie Wood. Jackie, welcome to the show. Thank you, Dan. This is a great idea to have you have me on here. Well, of course it's a great idea. It was my idea. <laughs> of course. Uh, <laughs> so I'm going to just start out. Look, how did, how did for you, COVID mm -hmm. impact you and your clients? It had to have been somewhat of a, a, a punch to the gut, right? I mean, it had to have been something that just knocked the wind out of everything. How, how, how did it affect you and your clients? Um, well, it was absolutely a gut punch and took the wind out of all our sales. I mean, we just were like in a dead calm suddenly and we knew we had to, um, it was just a flurry of canceling, panic phone calls, um, you know, what is it that we need to do? It was sort of something we thought about back in March. I went to a conference with other event planners, industry people, and we were being very uh, conscientious about our attending the conference, but we kind of, there's something in the air. We like literally, you know, and, um, it took a lot of pivoting. So many, many things got canceled. Uh, lots of industry people furloughed or laid off, um, and just threw everything up in the air that, of what we do. So what, what we just spent a lot of time is just trying to figure out what a good solution might be and try and help them right. through it. And so this leads, you know, we're, we're three and a half, four months into this. And the reality of the situation is we now know that things have changed forever. I kind mm -hmm. of equate it to what happened on September 11th, 2001. Uh, we all flew planes before we're all flying planes after kind of right mm -hmm. now. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. But the whole process of getting there has changed. I think it's going to be the same in events. Uh, I think the ha you can tell me, I think the had handshake is DOA. I don't know if we're going to be, I think buffet lines may be DOA, <laughs> right. but for those businesses and organizations and nonprofits saying, what does the future look like? What does the future look like? Let's just say the next 18 mm -hmm. months. What does that look like for events? So that's just like the, the crystal ball question that we've all been asked, as well as looking into what the state allows you. I mean, even here in Washington, where 
in Kitsap County where we live, we were supposed to be in phase three. Now we're back and, you know, we're staying in phase two. When does that jump happen? Um, the best guess right now is that people are going to really focus on local events. Um, traveling for work, that is going to be a thing that really is going to take a long time to rebound. Uh, the poll that they, uh, one of the industry standard uh, polling companies for, for the events industry, you know, asked all these planners and they said, well, we're probably going to be in a high, what we call the hybrid event mode from now on. So I think the in-person event is going to be smaller. It's probably going to be spring of next year before people actually get together in person in any size more than 50, even 50 is going to be unlikely, but all events will have a hybrid component to moving forward. In, in a sense, what it does is, is if you have a hybrid component, I'm a risk management guy. I'm, I'm about right. redundancy and backups. Right. What you're saying though, too, is if you have the hybrid and then something really happens and you can't do the in-person, at the very least, you've got a backup already in place, right? Right. So in, in the event planning world, you had your plan A and you always had a plan B. And now it's like, well, you actually need a plan C as well, <laughs> um, which is a little challenging. One of my clients, for example, created a hybrid event where there was an in-person uh, distanced pickup for a meal. It's a fundraiser. They still needed to raise funds. They still want to have a community. So they, everyone kept their distance, but they were able to sort of go, get their food and they were going to have the program at home. Well, plan that was plan B of plan A. Plan C was that was a day that we began to have riots in downtown Seattle. Had we had our event in downtown Seattle, which was one of the options, people would have been stuck um, and they wouldn't be able to get out or they couldn't get in. And, and so it's like, really mitigating risk on a whole different scale at this point. Like you really have to think of the worst case scenario um, and the best case scenario for every event. Let me ask you near term where people are still having to do virtual, like what mm -hmm. really in a sense we're doing now, live mm -hmm. streaming, I think has become a, a real viable option where mm -hmm. you can not only record what you're doing, but you can, Anybody in the world, as long as they jump onto Facebook or YouTube or, or Instagram, right. whatever it is, whatever their choice is, mm -hmm. the whole concept of doing a live event, but live streaming it so everybody can watch at the same time, that, is that becoming as popular as I think it should become? And, and how should organizations look at doing that? So I think one of the things that we all had to jump in right away was like, oh, we'll use Zoom or we'll use Microsoft Teams and we'll just be able to talk to each other or FaceTime. Um, for conferences and larger meetings, it's a much more structured process. So you have to, you can't think about like, I'm gonna have a good group of panel and then we're gonna do this panel for an hour or have a keynote. because nobody's gonna sit there for an hour on their TV to watch. So the analogy that we like to use is it's like a TV show, almost some of these events where you're gonna have a highly produced element um, you're gonna, you need a moderator, you know, you need to really have that well rehearsed and you might have like a lot, a live in studio audience, but it's a small group of people to create that, um, in-person feeling and have something for the presenters to sort of work off the vibe of the room. Um, but then you're going to have to be able to put those together. So how do you have someone who's watching online and someone who's in person and we still are able to ask the questions. We're still able to have that sense of connection. But it's going to be a great leveler um, because budget-wise, not everyone can fly or, you know, for their health or for their family obligations. They're going to be able to participate and, and engage in a lot more um, things in the future. So that's a great segue. I had 50 people at my event and I knew mm -hmm. the reason I, I asked you to help, mm -hmm. I knew that I couldn't 
just be who I was and do what I needed to do and mm -hmm. try to keep an eye on the chat and the participants and letting people in and dealing with technology, all of that, I, I couldn't mm -hmm. do it. Right. And so everybody who's trying to do this on a DIY type of a thing, oh, I, I know Zoom or I know Teams or I know Mike, whatever mm -hmm. it is, uh, that's, I actually think that's crazy. I think you as in, in your industry, and I'm just gonna say you, cause you're fantastic, you become more important than ever. Just because it's a virtual meeting doesn't mean, and you use the word produced, you are my producer in this. Right, right. You need that. You need to have the event planned out. You need to have an agenda. You need to have a run of the show or a run of the yep. event. And you need right. somebody who is, is bird dogging this, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it, it was, it's, it's just like running an in-person event, except it's a little more stressful, actually, because <laughs> there is no, oh, they're all in the meeting room right now. I have 20 minutes to then focus on the next thing. It's, it's going all the time. You need someone who's able to um, keep time, uh, check the questions, moderate the, the chat field. Um, if something goes wrong, someone's you know muted and you need them unmuted, um, all of those different elements. And when you've got a moderator or a host, um, that's their job. Their job is not to run everything else. So if you're having like maybe three or four people and you're just having a casual work conversation, that's fine, you don't need that. If you're inviting a lot of people and it's your professional brand or it's education or you know trying to highlight your sponsors and things like that you need to be creative you need to engage people um because you you're looking at a screen and they could be totally distracted by checking email while they're you know right. you know people at meetings they'll look at their phone but you can actually look at your phone you can actually check email you can leave you know to go make right. yourself a snack so you need that content to be engaging and snappy and and crisp and so I, everybody, Jackie's fantastic. You, you need to talk to her about uh, helping you with her virtual and her live. So I'm going to, I'm going to go into the live really quickly Okay. because maybe at some point in 2021, we're going to be able to meet in person again. And I made the yep. joke, although I'm not joking. I think the handshakes DOA right. uh, for life. I, I just think we're even the high <laughs> five. I, I think it's gone. I think the uh, whole concept of a buffet line at an event is mm -hmm. gone. Uh, mm -hmm. You maybe have potlucks at home, but even you know. Well, the cocktail, the cocktail networking happy hour reception, like yeah. that. How does that? You know, we we talk a lot within our event planning community about people still want the like, client will want to do that. And it's like right. well, we cannot responsibly have you do that. Like that does not work. You know how do so you tell me? Tell me what's yeah. tell, do this and tell me. Okay, let's say we're a year from now. We're July twenty twenty one, and yep. and we're starting to get some things in the rearview mirror. But there's a, yep. a heightened awareness, not mm -hmm. only of COVID nineteen, but of other things mm -hmm. from a responsibility standpoint of that organization. What is no? What what are we not going to see anymore? And what will we see? I think, um, and these are all good things to help the population in general. You're definitely not going to see um, buffets or anything like that unless you've got someone serving you, right? So a lot of like, right. you know, you kind of walk through right, like a cafeteria, right. maybe um, prepackaged stuff, plated meals. People are going to be spread out much further at a table. You're not going to have ten people at a table anymore. You might have six at a big table, maybe five. Um, tables within the room are going to be spread out. And then you might actually have more tableside service for like if you're getting wine or a cocktail, you don't stand in line with 15 other people to do it. Right. They'll come bring it to you. Or let me um, ask you this, so, at the cocktail party, it's normal for a server to come around with a whole bunch of things yeah. that people are dipping their hand. Yeah. <laughs> That's gone, right? 
Yeah, I think that is absolutely gone. Um, so it's, it's really challenging to create an environment that, that works. Yeah. Um, and, but I think that some of this is going to be up to giving people a choice as well. One of the coolest things I saw was um, these bracelets that were at an event um, that somebody had posted. And the, it was red, yellow, and green. Red means, please don't come near me. <laughs> um, I don't want to stay six feet away, like no handshakes. The right. yellow was like, okay, like I'll shake your hand, but still keep your distance. And there was an explanation. It's phase about what two, right? Yeah, it's a phase right. two. And then green, like, I don't care. I'll shake your hand. I have no problem with that. Like, I, just come and give me a hug if you want. And right. so people know, like, you know, without making them uncomfortable, that there is like, I'm going to shake your hand and then we're just going to hand sanitize and I'll be fine. So a lot of different creative ways are going to come Perfect. through. I like but the that. standard way is, is, is gone. So final question is, as we mm -hmm. kind of do this really quick, while well, you've given a lot of great information, mm -hmm. I'd like kind of an overall summation for, with your expertise of, especially for nonprofits, because I, I know mm -hmm. that there's a lot of conferences and things like that that are professional. I, what I'm seeing is, is that they're still happening and, and they're still working and, and sometimes they're even preferred. I feel for the nonprofits who, mm -hmm. have had, who have had, whether they be auctions or other things, mm -hmm. give kind of an overall summation of what people should expect, not only in the next month or so, but really looking going deep into 2021 and beyond. Yes. So what we found is that a lot of in-person auctions are going to online. Um, we found that a lot of places that would have traditionally donated to an auction, restaurants, you know, those types of places either are not able to do so because financial constraints and things like that. Um, and then the physical item you get, you, you can't take it home. So a lot more online. The other component too is making sure that the nonprofit creates a really polished ask. So when you're, you're pulling at the heartstrings, make sure that video is really good. Make sure whoever's talking is, is doing a good job because you're going to be able to not just pull money then, but other times. The other and if, challenge and if they is can't, also, and if the audio is bad, you're oh, not going to get any money. Yeah. Your lighting, your audio, <laughs> the, all the production, you know, how you, where you have your monitor, um, looking into the camera, but also understand who that donor group is. A lot of donors might be in a different um, age bracket. And so you can't just throw so many bells and whistles and make it really complicated. One, one organization I work with, they're like, well, if they're watching our production, we don't really think they're going to be toggling back and forth to the donate page. Like we have to figure out how they can give money without losing them from, you know, the, pr the program we're showing them because they're not as sophisticated or used to doing that. Whereas right. when you're working at, with a younger group of philanthropy, like with schools or something like that, they, they've got all these screens going on. They're texting to donate. They're really comfortable with right. it. So figuring out what that well, the texting like to donate that, I mean, here's my phone right here. I could, you know, if this, I could easily pick it up and text yep. uh, whatever and, and, and be done. So that, that yep. sounds like an idea as well. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's really, really good. So listen, thank you very much for having joined me on this. I'm going to tell everybody, uh, Jackie's fantastic. How do they reach you, Jackie? Um, you can reach me. You can go to sparkwoodevents.com to learn more about what we do and our contact information's on there or Jackie at sparkwoodevents.com. Just send me an email. I'd love to have a conversation. Yep, absolutely. Thank you for having joined us on this. Thanks to all of you. I, I should look and see. We, 
we have a couple of people watching, so that's good. Uh, but you can watch this at any time uh, on my website at danweeden.com later. I just wanted to thank everybody so much for watching. Thank Jackie. Uh, we'll be doing more of this. And look, again, you got an event coming up, talk to Jackie. She'll help you. Jackie, thanks very much. Thank you, Dan. Everybody out there, be unleashed. And of course, at this time, please be well.